Billy here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So with a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today, it's 20 Minutes or So with the lead singer of the Mercury Prize nominated and Grammy nominated band The View. And he joined us to discuss his new solo album, No Love Songs for Laura. It's Kyle Faulkner. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, normally we would say, tell us about the single, tell us about the album straight away. But I mean, this has been a mental time for everyone. Tell us what what lockdown has looked like for you. We know the back end of last year, you ran 300 kilometers, 30 days and raised money uh, for Maggie's cancer charity. We've also heard you've been playing lots of Scooby-Doo with the kids. I mean, what has got you through this pandemic and what what has it looked like for you? So, So like when I was in, we were in America last year, and I had just finished touring um, no, no Thank You, my first solo album. And I was kind of fed up and I just had my second daughter, Winnie. And so I thought, well, we're going to move to America and just do songwriting over there. And well, I was <laughs> and bring the family along with me and went over there. And that was good. It was all going great. And we were like adapting to American lifestyle. And then the pandemic hit. So we were in this kind of small apartment in, in Hollywood, West Hollywood and now, luckily, Laura's dad like you know the connection at Virgin Virgin Airways. <laughs> he, like, he, got, he got us on the second last flight out of LA. Wow! So we just made it, but it was getting scary over there. There was like there was, all the gun shops were all like queued around the corner, and it was a bit like Armageddon. And at yeah. the time, I remember thinking everyone was going, "Oh, it's just it's, it'll pass. It's just a silly thing," because it didn't seem that serious. And then it got really serious. Yeah. So we were like, oh, quick, we have to go home. So when we came home, we had just sold our house and we had nothing to come home to or anything. So it was, it was wow. Bad. But um, yeah, but it was kind of, it, it worked out okay because we, we, we went to like this, we got a country house out in, uh, up, up a bit north from Dundee, past our growth, and just got time to spend with the kids. And I done a lot of writing and then I ended up doing this record. So like, I used that time. I was I was going to go over to LA and do the do the record there, but I couldn't go over because of the pandemic. So the yeah. producer came over to Margate and we recorded it for a month in Margate in the Libertine studio. So that was cool, man. But I mean, it was just it was good to not. It was very scary, but being in the country, we didn't see anything anyway, and we weren't allowed to go anywhere. So we just had like the pool, like the paddling pool set up, and <laughs> just like having barbecues every day. And, just like switching off from the world, we didn't have a TV mm. or anything, so it was like, and there was no Instagram and on. So I was just like, this is this is not bad, um, and yeah, it was it was okay. Having two kids kept us occupied. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. And I mean, who would want to go to LA anyway when you've got Margate? I mean, Margate is the LA of the UK, right? I know. To be honest, like every, I mean, I've, I've been to Margate a few times. I played there a couple of times, and I never really realised it'd be like because people always like oh, Margate, like oh, Margate's rough, and I was like, what? Margaret's beautiful and like to see it like in, in prime summer it was like August and it was, every day it was open in the Libertines door studio and it was like oh it was like glorious it was unbelievable <laughs> going for jogs on the top off and like just like diving at the sea every day it was beautiful it's ideal so, and we're all very here at Islington Radio we're all very excited about the new album No Love Songs for Laura which is out on the 11th of June I believe and you've already released three singles from it um, but can you clear up a little rumour for us? Is it true that you play every instrument that we hear on the album? I did on the last the last album, but this one, it's me and Frankie, the producer. So we're, we're kind of divvy up. He does all the drum. Mm. I played pretty much a, a lot of it, but there's, it's just like whoever was there at the time would do it. But I find like that was, that's, I, can't, I miss being in the view, but that's a good thing, like, 
because especially if you write a song yourself and then you hand it over to the band and, and you've got something totally different in your head and then they're like and you because you're in a band you've got to be you've got to be diplomatic and just to get sometimes you feel like somebody's peeing on your chips you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. like i was like oh no that's not a it was good kind of having having your own say and your own songs but sometimes you feel like a bit up yourself and a bit like oh it would be good to have somebody else here but to have to be able to play on your own music without anybody like without like, too many cooks spoiling the broth is good mm. and frankie as well like my, my producer mate from la he was it's great having somebody like-minded like you as well that's um he wasn't an over player. He wasn't a lead guitarist. That's going to. I mean, I'm nothing against lead guitarists, but like, they always have to have it. There's no lead guitar. There's no guitar solo in this album. Um, actually, I think there might be one, but it's like synth and guitar, so it's not really a guitar solo. But um, that, like, that was the thing with the deal. Like, we every every song was like, here comes the guitar solo. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it was just that kind of thing, which is cool. But I think uh, it was. It's good. I'm, I love doing the solo thing, but. I miss the band as well, but you know, mm. I mean, just, I'm just happy to be doing anything because right now I've been saying, "Thank God I went and done the album last August," because I would be sitting here going, "Oh no, what am I going to do with my life? My life ruined. Like, there's nothing to do. Like, because obviously there's now there's things starting to open up. Thank God I went and done that at that time because mm. there's now now I'm thinking like I've got some work I could do, like, and if I don't have the pressure of going and writing and recording. Mm. well yeah it's definitely good to see you've been uh you know busy during this time and after your first solo album no thank you your your now fiance uh laura she obviously joked where's my love songs uh, and you would say no love songs to laura so that's where it was born we, we we've kind of we've seen that um but another rumor going around about the album is that you wrote stress ball in a taxi on the way to a session now surely that is the most productive commute ever <laughs> i mean there's, I've never really done. I've never really done sessions before, um, because I, I, in the view, I would just write the songs, or Kieran would write some songs, and we would we would just do it in, on, on your own time. But I've never had to go away and like say, do a session. So this, I was kind of adapting to it. Like a, a year, bef- about six months before, I went to 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 LA to do. No, that I was supposed to be doing an album. Six months before that, I went on like a writing trip because I was trying to. I was like, do I go and do another solo album or do? or do I just chill and do I be a writer for a bit? I was just trying, I was kind of bored of touring, so that was my plan. And when I was in LA, I, I got a couple of sessions with this guy, Justin Stanley, who's like produced all the Beck stuff and uh, Paul McCartney, he's, he's done mega stuff. But he was like, oh, I've got a session tomorrow with you. And I was like, what are you doing sessions? Like, what is the, I, I've never really had one, Joe, like co-writing with someone. So I was a bit nervous about the whole thing, but he was like, just make sure you've got something to come in with because it was my, it was meant to be my song. So he was like, you have to have some material. And I was like, Oh, I've got something because I'm quite cocky. That way. I'm like, oh, but I'll, be, I'll just come <laughs> out. And uh, but but in the taxi, I was like, oh no. Nah. So I was just like, oh, just just me and this Uber driver. So I was just like, oh, just and I, I just wrote it like because I knew I wanted to do a, a what's it called? A, oh, sorry, my daughter's at the window trying to be nosy. Not uh, I, I know that I was trying to do like a Motown kind of song. I wanted the whole album to be like Motown. But it kind of went in a different direction. But at the time, it was just like dan 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 dan, dan. And even now, it sounds poppier than what I had in my head. But yeah, but that was the story. It was like a thirty-second job. Did the Uber driver get like a super exclusive then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as I said, the night before it was a bit hazy. It was like I think we maybe been out the night before, or it was like the flight. It was just off. The flight was the night before, so it was like I was still kind of like, like just my head was all over the place. And it's like I thought it was okay to sing loud and sing loud in the taxi into my phone. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the way to do it. It's, I mean, it sounds. I mean, the end result clearly went well, so it's the right thing to do. And you mentioned earlier that things are kind of opening up, and we're all kind of enjoying the idea of maybe going to the pub at some point this week and things like that here in England, anyway. And I mean, do you have a kind of your own personal roadmap, you know, for gigs? I know you're doing party in the palace, I think, in August. But you know, what's next on the agenda for when things, when you can play live? And um, I think there's a couple. Of, there's another festival that was booked. I can't remember what it's called, but there's. I mean, right now I'm not really. I'm not. I, I keep on like bugging my managers and my agent, like just come on, what's going on, what's going on? And I think there's like hold your horses still happens because. I don't know. I mean, I, I I just I never even knew I was playing that party of the palace. Somebody told me that the other day, so I was I was like, yes, glad to be on that. Like, <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm happy to be doing anything. Honestly, I got offered a gig today. It was like small capacity, but it was anything. I'm just like, I'll mm. take it. I don't even care what the price is. Like, if anyone wants to book me in, just book me now. <laughs> don't say that. Don't I'll, say that because people I'll, will. Well, <laughs> you could, people, people's bathrooms are living rooms at this point. I'm so bored about it. Even I think like just because next single's coming out and stuff, so I think there might be some travel down to London, and even that is just like exciting. You know, just something. Mm. To do. Yeah, well, you're welcome to come down to uh, Crouch End Studios, which is uh, uh, in affiliation with Islington Radio. As soon as we get the green light, Carl, we'll be on the we'll be on the blower and say, right, you said you want a gig. Here's one for you. But uh, you might have to wait a couple of months for that. But can you envisage envisage that first setback? You know, when you first get on stage. What does it look like? What does it sound like? Have you got them thoughts or ideas going through your head at the moment? Oh, no, to be honest, I'm a wee bit nervous because there's been talks. I don't know what I'm doing with my band right now because I've got like I've got all different band members every place in different countries and so I don't mm. know what it's going to sound like because this album is so different to the last record. The last record was more was more had more earth to it and more soil and this one's a bit more a bit more digital. So not digital, but it's a it's a bit more I don't know, it's different anyway, so we couldn't... The last one was a bit more punky and rock and roll, the way we played it anyway. Uh, mm. but, so I'm just like, I don't know how it's going to sound and what, what, who I need in my band or what's going to happen. Right, so the cogs are still turning in respect Yeah, to that. Like, I'm just keep on putting it off. I'm like, I'm going to think about it because I've got a festival <laughs> in a couple of months. Like, to, to write, but. And we've talked about music, Kyle. Uh, there's some things we need to clear up regarding you, okay? So I'm obsessed with Line of Duty. No. I don't know if you if you are or you've even I think, seen. I think, I think everyone has. I've not seen them all, but right. I, I, I used to, yeah. So you've you've seen Flutters, all right? But is it true you used to live with Martin Comston? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we lived. We, we had a flat and Seven Sisters, and then we got chucked out that one, and then <laughs> we moved to. Uh, oh, what is where do we live? So you lived in multiple multiple flats with him. Yeah, we lived, lived in two two flats together. Yeah, but it was it was crazy times. I think that was like two thousand and. 10 to 2012. How did that happen? Did you just meet through yeah, the scene? Or? We met in Putney at a gig. We met in Putney at a Sound of Guns gig, which, which was his band that I absolutely love. And he, he was loved them as well. We met there and we went to a party after it. And he was like, oh, a massive fan. I was like, oh my God, you're the guy from <laughs> 16, which was a massive indie film back in the day. And he, we, so I was like, oh, teach me how to act. And he was like, oh, teach me how to sing and write songs. And we ended up just being friends. And then he, he was in two of you music videos. And then I was like, I had moved back up to Dundee. I was living in London for a few years and I moved back up and I was like, you fancy getting a flat? And he was a party animal at the time. I was super party animal. <laughs> he was like, aye, let's do it. So we moved into this big, huge warehouse in Seven Sisters and it was like the craziest building you've ever seen. And it's like, there was no bedrooms. We had like two partitions put up. Like, 
these like things just to make separate segregation se- segregate uh, to separate the walls. And it was just, it was mad times. Oh, I mean, that's absolutely insane. And just from the moment where he says, teach me how to sing and you say, teach me how to act. That is a sitcom. Why did no one make that into a sitcom? <laughs> On Channel 4, you, you don't even have bedrooms. That's, let's just draw attention to that. You're just in this warehouse. I mean, this. how long were you living there? That's literally amazing. I was in this place for about a year, but it got messy. And then they're like... We had spray, spray paint and we sprayed all the walls. Well, I spray painted the wall because he was like behind this wall and, and he came in. And I remember like one day he was really, he was like, Oh, he was like, Wee, wee Man. He used to call me Wee Man, even though his name is Wee Man. He, he came in one day and was like, Oh, you sprayed the wall. And I went, Oh, that's not the bad one. Look behind you. And he was like, Oh, that's my wall. <laughs> I remember then, like this, but at the time I thought it was like Picasso. I was like, Oh, have you not seen my art? And he was like, He was like, So. And I think it was like we had to get out of there and we had to like paint all on. But then we moved to, oh, I can't remember the roads. It's, I can't remember what it's called. God, I'd, I'd have loved to join you two on a night out. I bet you had some laughs, didn't you? Yeah, it was, it was crazy times, yeah. I was, I was with them in, uh, in, in Las Vegas last year. Mm. I stayed with them stayed for a few days and went out to this, went out on a night out. And that was good. Yeah, we're was, was still keeping in touch on that, but... But that was crazy times. Even when you look back on it, it's just like, what was, what were we doing, man? None of us knew how to cook. I mean, I'm, I'm a great cook now, but like, I'm 33 now. By the time I must have been 23 or whatever, but um, none of us knew how to cook. And it was like, just we would, we would be like, oh, we need a washing machine. So we'd just like go down to the, you no, know, like the, the wee sales shops at the side and just go, oh, can we get that washing machine and that bed? And and I'll oh, just get a wee ch- a chest of drawers. You no, know, like, <laughs> it was just like madness. Oh, that sounds amazing. That's oh, that sounds so so much fun. Uh, now, another thing is, I want to talk to you about your hair, Kyle, because obviously it's quite iconic, you know. Uh, and um, we, we've we've seen that you've been on holiday with with Liam Gallagher, for instance, before in, in Thailand. Um, now, is is hair? I don't know how seriously do you take your hair. Is that a talking point amongst these? You know, for instance, Liam and the the superstars you cross paths with, or is it just sort of I'll you know leave it and you can get on with it. Or, I mean, my hair's, uh, I don't know, it's, like, I, I, I actually, funnily enough, you should mention that, because I, I was in LA in 2011 or something, or 12, and 13, actually, and I was phoning Martin Comston over there, because he was like, oh, I, I, I was like, I need a part in a film, so he's like, got me this, so I know someone who you might be able to do a little part, so he's like, okay, let's meet up, we'll get a couple of shots to the kilo, and it's just, you've got to, you've got to, um, What's it called? You've got to act on the spot. You've got to make it up. So he says, no, mm-hmm. there's no lines. There's no script or none. So I was, so we had a couple of shots of the key. And, he, and no, I went to meet him. And he was like, he walked right past me because I just, I just, I, I got drunk one night and shaved all my hair off. Did you? And, and he walked right past me. And he was like, no, it's all right. I don't do autographs. I'm, I'm going to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mom, it's me. He's like, oh, what you done? We want to get this part. And I was like, oh, what? So like, went to this thing. And when I got, I got there and I had the shaved head. It was like the, the, the girl. I was Mar- Mariana Palka, who was like a director. She's in Glow and stuff. You know that that TV series. Yeah. And she was like, and then it was, it was about Scottish independence in LA, and that was what the, the thing was. But I was clueless about all that, so. They, they just assumed being Scottish that I would know all about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, yeah, totally. Just trying to make it up. She was like, oh, you after it, I think it was like, no, I heard his hair shaved off. He wasn't the same man I thought he was. Knows nothing about Scottish independence and he shaved his hair off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, right, okay. So I don't think they used that like when I, when I recorded it. <laughs> I mean, I've said it before, but you're in 
uh, you're drinking tequila, doing an improvisation session with Martin Compton, shaving your hair off. Like, this is a sitcom. We we need to make this into a sitcom or some sort of fly on the wall documentary that no one would believe because it's so insane. Another another Gallagher. We're going through the Gallagher's now. But Paul Gallagher, who is with us on Islington Radio, presents a show called Tunes of the Unexpected. Are we right to think that you're a, a friend of Paul's? You know Paul? Yeah, man. I've known him for a few years. Like, yeah, he's top by like, yeah. What What's the inside gossip that we can sort of hit Paul with? Because he's a colleague of ours now at Islington. I mean, what what shouldn't we? What wouldn't he want us to know? The post that the brothers are. I mean, like every every brothers are like kind of opposite. I mean, I've not I've not seen my brother in and in years I don't certainly speak to my brother but it's like we used to go on he was in my band we, we actually went on tour with him with my brother and he was like he, he just stopped my brother stopped playing bass one time on stage and I was like why I was like are you out of the band out of the band like it's weird. like I, I couldn't imagine being in the, being in a band with your brother like it was, I had my, my brother was supposed to be in the view then he didn't turn up for a few sessions so then I got him in my solo band and then he started he just he just stopped playing on stage I was like we're doing wow. an arena, arena tour and he just stopped playing so I was like, right, he's out. He's out again, so I'm going to see him in Wow. Brothers are different, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so following on from that, and, you know, you, you, your answer might just be I simply don't know, but and I'm sure you get the question all the time. So I went on um, the theviewaronfire.com today, and it says, coming soon, Paige, please come back later. Can, can you elaborate on that, or is that just... <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that even a page? Is that- yeah, apparently the view are on fire.com and it says coming soon, page at the top on the tab, and then it says please come back later, full stop, and that's it. I don't know. Yeah, like the, the thing is about the view, like we we had, we had a good run. Like there was every band we spoke to, like you'd be like in Europe and stuff, and bands would come and meet us that were off and like they were like off work and they're like, well, you you were just touring last year. We never stopped for like. Every other band had breaks for a couple of years. We didn't stop that whole time, so okay, I started kind of a oh, just like yeah. slogging, you know what I mean? So to get, we needed a break, man. Every, everyone wanted to do their own thing. It was just like we're fed up playing the same songs. And, mm. I don't know. There's just a little label trouble. And it's just, there's just, you know what I mean? If you're in a, we've been in the same band since we were 14 year old. And yeah. Same, same nursery, same primary, same high school. We needed a break. So, yeah. When we do, that's not. But when we do come back, it'll be it'll be with a big massive band. You know what I mean? Like, because I do. I miss playing the, the first chords to Grace and Waste Little DJs. Like playing that, that there's something that hearing that like roar and everything. It's like, oh, it's, it makes me nervous. Like, I I, 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 I vomit before I go on stage because I go, have you? It's like, <laughs> so the, the excitement is unbelievable. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's potential. Is that what you say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just, I just don't know when. There's, yeah. And, but I think when it does come back, it's just it's going to be superb. Like everyone's everyone will be excited and willing to do it rather than slogging through it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good you're doing you know your own projects now, uh, and you know you get you sort of got the fire in your belly for something else, which then in turn will hopefully you know swing back round to that. Uh, so yeah, you know we can't wait. We can't wait. Anyway, on that note, back to your own solo stuff. Uh, single Stress Ball, Laura, Rake It In, they're all out now. And your second album, No Love Songs for Laura, is out Friday, as Patrick said earlier, on the 11th of June. Kyle, thanks so much for taking time, and we uh, will hope to see yeah. you actually down the studio soon. Yeah, man, thanks very much. Talk for See you. Thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Billy, you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. Or if you want to get in touch with us, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. 
Really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo.